Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you along with Alan Gordon. We are talking about chronic pain and how to be living it pain-free. We'll take your calls next hour with Alan. Alan, tell us, uh, give us an overall of your treatment program and how it works. Sure, George. So the first thing that we do is we really want to make sure that this isn't a structural problem. Because like I mentioned earlier, the uh, the brain could actually misinterpret safe signals from the body mm-hmm. if they're dangerous and generate pain, right? So your your back is fine, the muscles are fine, the ligaments are fine, the tendons are fine, but your brain is actually misinterpreting these signals coming from the nerve fibers and the pain is actually a false alarm. And we're able to help turn that false alarm off, but we're not able to turn a real alarm off, right? It's like uh, if there's a false alarm, you just ignore the alarm and go about your day. But like like a tumor on the liver or something like that. you got to find out if that's happening. Exactly. If there's a fracture or if there's you know an actual injury to the body, we don't want to treat it like a false alarm. So the first thing we do is we make that determination. Then we really help the patient gather evidence to reinforce that, right? If the symptoms are inconsistent, maybe if the uh, there was a lot of stress, at the time when the pain first came on, if there's a lot of fear and preoccupation around the sensation, around the pain, these are all indications that this is this uh, brain-generated pain, what we, what we actually call neuroplastic pain, pain that is generated by the brain as opposed to the body. And then what we do is our central technique is something we call somatic tracking. So uh, generally speaking, as I mentioned earlier, pain is a danger signal. So if someone has chronic pain and it's neuroplastic pain, it's being caused by the brain. Regardless of whether it's physical or mental? Well, if it's physical, again, we're, we're not going to do this treatment because we don't want to treat someone who has an actual fracture in their back as if it's a false alarm. But okay. if it is a false alarm, and, and you know, when I tell you a little bit about the, uh, the study that we did, uh, and uh, you'll, you'll see the prevalence of of how common this brain-generated pain actually is. So we do this technique called somatic tracking, and generally speaking, it's the fear and the preoccupation around the pain that perpetuates the symptom, right? If there's a lot of fear and preoccupation around the sensation, it reinforces to the brain that it's dangerous, and it keeps the pain alive. So what somatic tracking does is it's a specific technique aimed at teaching the brain to reinterpret these signals, reinterpret these sensations through a lens of safety, which turns the pain off. Interesting take. Now, does it take a long time to train your brain to, sh- to shut it off? I'll tell you what, you know, it, it can. There are certain people where it can take a few weeks of doing this over and over. You know, there was a, a great example is um, I had a friend who got a rescue dog. And this rescue dog was treated really poorly the first couple of weeks of its life. And so it developed an association. People equals danger. So anytime any one of us would come over to his house and we'd knock on the door, the dog would run and hide behind the couch. But of course, you know, every time we were around the dog, Rocky, the rescue dog, we were really nice to him. We would pet him. We would scratch his belly. And so, you know, after a few weeks, you knock on the door. He's still behind the couch, but he's peeking out a little. A few weeks after that, ring the doorbell, and the dog is maybe halfway between the couch and the door. And a couple weeks after that, we'd come over, and the dog was just clawing at the door. He couldn't wait to get to us, right? So 
the dog actually developed a new association. Right. People equals safe. And so that's what we do is we give people corrective experiences through somatic tracking so that gradually the brain learns to develop a new association. Oh, this sensation is actually safe. And just like Rocky the Rescue Dog, after enough corrective experiences, the brain officially learns this sensation is safe and it deactivates the pain. Can you have chronic pain from physical ailments like fractures and tumors and things like that? Absolutely, you can. It's definitely possible to have chronic pain that's caused by physical injury. And what's your way out for that, Alan? Because your program is not for those folks. Are they stuck taking opioids? What happens to them? Well, there are definitely pain management techniques to help calm the system. And obviously, there are physical treatments like physical therapy and surgery. For example, I ruptured a a, a ligament in my wrist. And that was a real actual injury. And Ouch. I yeah, it was uh, ironically when I was actually writing an article about how to overcome wrist pain. So it was a, uh, a very ironic injury. But yeah, in those instances, you definitely want physical treatments. But they did this amazing study at Northwestern a couple of years ago where they took 50 patients who had initial episodes of back pain. And they wanted to see if they could predict what percentage of them were going to go on to develop chronic pain. They didn't take any x-rays, they didn't take any MRIs. All they did was took scans of their brains. Wow. And they pre- and they were able to predict with 85% accuracy who was going to go on to develop chronic pain. So more and more they're finding that almost all chronic pain is actually not due to these injured these structural problems in the body. Thank goodness, because if you do have chronic pain that is generated by the brain, it's a lot easier to overcome that. And, you know, so I would, I would estimate that 85 to 90% of all chronic pain is this neuroplastic pain, pain that is caused by the brain and not due to these structural problems in the body. Because generally those things will go away, won't they? Exactly. The body is very regenerative. You know, you could, uh, you could, I've worked with, there was actually a a football player that I worked with, and he had a nine millimeter disc herniation, one of the biggest I'd ever seen. He had three different doctors who told him that he needed surgery, and he played football, just smashing into these offensive linemen over and over for Can you tell us the team? (laughs) It was was actually in college. Okay. Um, And so, yeah, he played for nine years in in a high school in college, but he was able to, he had 30 years of chronic pain. And he was able to completely overcome his back pain in about three to four weeks. And so, yeah, he had real injuries from, you know, real football collisions, but the body is regenerative. And even if you have injuries, generally they'll heal. In the brain-created chronic pain, where does it generally send the pain to? Any spot of the body? Any spot of the body. The brain could actually generate any physical sensation in any part of the body. You know, I, I told you about my back pain, but I actually had 22 different symptoms. In my 20s, when I was dealing with all of this pain, I had back pain, neck pain, headaches. I had tongue pain. I had toe pain. Was you the know, pain real or was it just created in the brain and it, and it wasn't there really? Yeah. You know, the thing is, is people talk about imaginary pain all the time. And that is, you know, one of the most common questions that we get is, are you telling me that the pain is in my head? And uh, are you familiar with the Harry Potter books? 
Yeah. Oh, sure. So in the seventh Harry Potter book, toward the end of the book, Harry's having an exchange with Professor Dumbledore. And Harry says, Professor, (laughs) is all this real or is it just happening inside my head? And Dumbledore says, well, of course it's happening inside your head, Harry. But why on earth should that mean that it isn't real? That's right. If if your brain perceives it, it could be. 100%. Uh, you know, they've actually done studies where they've shown that whether you have a structural injury or whether your brain is misinterpreting signals from your body, the pain is processed the same way in both instances. All pain is real. So even if it's generated, generated by the brain, it's experienced, literally experienced the same way than if you have a structural injury. So we're never telling anyone the pain is imaginary or the pain isn't real. It's literally these pain circuits in your brain that are misinterpreting danger where there is none. And they feel it. They feel the pain, don't they? I mean, yeah. I When I was dealing with chronic pain, it was so bad at points that I felt like I was going to pass out from it. It's real. Will medication make a chronic pain in the brain go away or not? You know, I've wondered that same thing because opioids didn't work for me, but a lot of the patients that I've worked with, that's actually a great question. I don't know the answer to that. It's hard to know. Is it a placebo or is it really helping? So, you know, I think that would be an interesting thing to do a study about. Yeah, it, it really would. And, uh, you know, when we open up the phone lines next hour for you, Alan, and I'm requesting most people who call have chronic pain or have had it, well, let's, I'll let you do a little quick study with them and uh, see, you know, where their pain's coming from and originating. Um, I would be happy to explore that. Fa- fascinating. So where does this take you with this kind of study? And then tell us a little bit more about the book, The Way Out. Absolutely. So, you know, um, so you're talking about the study that I was telling you about? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was really incredible. You know, we've been doing this work for about uh, 10 years. and That's you know, a long time. Actually, yeah, and, and it's, it was really incredible because the medical community really treats pain as if it's a physical thing. Like you said, they prescribe surgeries, they prescribe opioids. When I I went to the best back doctors in Los Angeles and I was, you know, it was all treated from a physical perspective. And, uh, you know, we've seen this treatment work for the majority of patients. The majority of patients we worked with, they were able to get out of their pain. And it was really frustrating because we wanted to get this treatment out there, you know, this Chronic pain is an epidemic. There's 50 million chronic pain sufferers in the United States alone, and probably 40 million of them don't have to be. And 30, 39 million of them don't know that they don't have to be. So, you know, we've been trying to really get this treatment out there, but you're not really able to, you know, cha- change the way the medical community sees something without scientific evidence. Well, and here's one of the problems. I mean, a patient goes to a doctor for back pain that really he doesn't have but thinks he does. The doctor, in order to keep that patient, may say, well, you've got a slip disc here or you have this, and will continue to treat that person for as long as he can. And I don't want to say it's to make the money, but it's obvious it's a patient. Absolutely, you know, and and I think you know one of the one of the tricky things is that there's the the paradigm out there is that chronic pain is caused by a physical problem of the body. So even a lot of well-meaning doctors 
are going to say, oh, go to physical therapy, you have a disc herniation, because that is the current understanding. And so uh, this is actually a, a, you know, a remarkable incident uh, that I experienced that led to the study. But are you familiar with the show The Doctors? I, I've, I've not watched it. I've heard it, heard about it. So The Doctors is a, a daytime show where they you know, bring in people who have uh, difficult to treat ailments or, or you know, mystery conditions. It's like a reality show, right? Absolutely. And they yeah. have, you know, physicians on and, and people who have stuff that, you know, they're, they're not, they haven't been able to heal from. And there was this 16-year-old kid named Casey. And Casey had crippling abdominal pain. And it was so bad, he had to drop off the baseball team and drop out of high school. And he went to Children's Hospital for a full year. And they, of course, did surgeries. They removed his appendix. They did another surgery where they were cauterizing adhesions. After a year, nothing. Then he spent another year at another prestigious hospital, nothing. And so the TV show reached out to us at the Pain Psychology Center and said, do you think you can help? And we said, probably. So, uh, you know, we got his records and we determined, yeah, the pain is real. But once again, it's neuroplastic pain. It's his brain generating this pain because it's misinterpreting signals from his body. So we go on the show with him and you know, we're talking to the producers of the doctors and they say, is there anything that you can do to actually, you know, show what happens visually when he overcomes the pain? And we said, let's get an fMRI of his brain before and after treatment. And an fMRI measures brain activity. And so we get an fMRI of his brain and we go on the show and over a few weeks, he completely eliminates his symptoms. It's the most miraculous recovery I've ever seen. He's Jeez. back in school. He's back on the baseball team. You know, his parents were over the moon. It was incredible. And uh, we get a second fMRI of his brain after he's out of pain. And it was unbelievable. We actually found ourselves, because of the doctors, because of the TV show, we found ourselves with the first ever fMRI case study of someone who had eliminated chronic pain. But you can see it in the brain. Yeah, absolutely. The neuroradiologist called us up after looking at these images, and he said, I've never seen anything like this. The, you know, the, the, we actually show an image of his brain before and after in the book. It's, it's incredible. It, and, uh, is it an abnormality when they look yeah, at it? You know, you could, you could see pain in the brain. And, uh, you know, when he overcame his pain, his brain looked differently. So we sent this Jeez. to... We sent these findings to this world-renowned neuroscientist named Torweger out at UC Boulder, and we said, look at what we got. We got this amazing case study, and he said, this is incredible timing. We're about to start a huge back pain study. It was actually the biggest fMRI uh, study on the treatment of chronic pain that was ever being done. And he said, we would love to invite you guys to be part of the treatment and do your treatment as one of the arms of the study. And of course, nothing is ever easy. And he said, uh, there's one catch. We're out of funding and you would need to raise $100,000 in the next six weeks. Wow. Yeah. So of course, we needed to get this study. This was our chance to get this treatment out there. So we actually did a crowdfunding campaign oh. on uh, Indiegogo.com, if you're familiar with Yeah. It. And did you pull it off? Yeah, it was amazing because Indiegogo is, you don't do crowdfunding campaigns for scientific studies. It was, we were competing against, you know, products like bacon-shaped jewelry and cups that smell like juice, you know, 
And uh, it was amazing. We raised $130,000 in six weeks, and we got the study. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern, and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.